Hi, I'm Sean Binder. Hi, I'm Bronze Avery. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Casual Talk, Talk, a podcast that's like having an intimate conversation with close friends at a party. Each week, we'll sit down with unique guests that we find crazy interesting, pop a bottle, and cut through the small talk to get to the good shit. That party was, I mean, it was the, we had so much fucking fun that night. It was That's like so such good. a total blast. Because sometimes yeah, yeah. with music video stuff, you never know if it's actually going to be fun or not. No, I think, because I've done uh, maybe four or five music videos with her. Okay. Um, and they've all been very fun in different ways. But that one was fuck. Can I just tell you a story about that night? Um, I know how I was like, you were like, what topics are off limit? I'm like, I don't want to talk about gossip. And then this is literally what I'm about to do. <laughs> but, um, uh, but we were, it was, it was a house party um, and we legitimately were having a good, we were like dancing, we shot to like five in the morning and Paris stopped by and we're, we're, we're like cutting in between, they're like resetting for the next shot. So it was me and Demi and, and Paris talking. We talk about this all the time. In fact, I texted Demi a few weeks ago. I was like, do you remember when Paris did this? And like, here's what, here's what a legend, here's what a legend she is. She, you've seen her in the video. Paris looks fucking amazing in the video. She's just standing there and talking to us and she has this like handheld fan. Like, you know, like one of those like little like electric fans to like blow on your face like when Disney it's like getting hot. Fan. Yes, yeah, yeah, like that. And because it was hot, whatever, she's staying there talking to us and as she's speaking to us, one of her hair extensions gets caught in the <gasps> fan and gets <sighs> snagged in it. She doesn't blink. She keeps eye contact with the two of us, yanks out her hair extension, throws on the ground and then keeps <laughs> chatting and never references it. And we're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, like keeping the conversation. And then we're like, okay, and we're resetting and then we kept shooting. Later that night, I was like, um, does anyone remember the part earlier where Paris Hilton's hair got caught in the fan? She yanked out, didn't even blink and tossed to the ground. What a fucking legend. You know Did what I mean? she like pick it up? No, she, she like- slept on the ground. I'm cr- like, I'm dead because that is so me in a nutshell. Oh yeah? Like I'm the bitch, like if I trip, I'm going to be like, <laughs> and it's never no, like- No, it was iconic. I love so Paris. Good. Love her. My friend has a, like a story about Paris where he met her like in the Bahamas and he put his arm around her in a photo and then he like swears he got a rash afterwards because he was so nervous for oh, meeting yeah, her. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe. So I probably would get a rash if I met her too, just like from excitement. Yeah. Yeah, I feel so too. Did you guys see American Meme or that that movie that she produced that was about like YouTubers and like maybe Vine stars, but it was like a documentary about like how tough things are behind the scenes. It no. came out like a few years ago. I think it was maybe it might be on YouTube or something like that. Anyway, it's great. I don't understand people who daily vlog. Like, if I'm hungover for one day, like, what do you do? I know, daily vlogging is actually insane to me because I just can't look at my face for that long. I'll just get mad. (laughs) I'm just like, I can't do this shit. I don't do that many interesting things either to, like, fill up a daily vlog. Like, it's just me on my computer. Me walking to the park. Mm -hmm. Me getting the same coffee I get every fucking day. Me going to Taco Bell. Ooh. Zinga. Yes. We have uh, Matthew Scott Montgomery. It's true. Matthew Scott Montgomery is here Hi. in our home. It's true. This eating, is so great. some cookies and some uh, donuts on the floor. Um, in one sentence for everyone who doesn't know who you are, what do you do professionally? Uh, I'm an actor. This is great. This is, <laughs> this is all the information. Nailed it. We need <laughs> very short sentence. Very yes. short sentence. Actor period. Yes. Have you seen Valium Village? It's like uh uh-uh, uh. What is that? <gasps> oh, okay. We have a What's trip Valium Village for you? Can we just like add some audio of some Valium Villages in right here? Did you wash the dishes? I thought you wanted to do that. <laughs> you were wrong. I don't know what's going on with me these days, but every guy I look at looks real good. You have a beautiful smile. Thank you. You're not that handsome. Wow, thanks. So I, um, I am Bronze Avery, and um, I'm Sean Binder, and this is Casual Talk, and <laughs> I found Matthew Scott Montgomery online through a series he has on Instagram TV called West Hollywood Gays, am I correct? Is that it's the, just West Hollywood. Just West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Great. West Hollywood <laughs> is the title. And when I saw it, I was like, this is literally my very specific sense of humor that <laughs> nobody gets that I have to like educate people on. Like, and mm. it comes from the golden era of social media, which is Vine. And there's like this account called Valium Village. And it's a mixture of Esau videos, which is like basically people who are like videos to teach people how to speak language if they're like from a different 
country or they just don't know English and um, sex ed videos. And they, someone combines the videos this together. sounds amazing. I can't believe it's I've missed so this. It's so good. So somebody basically combines these videos together in the weirdest way, or sometimes just takes a clip from one of them. And it is the funniest out of context shit ever. Oh my God. And the delivery is just so chef's Okay, kiss. I'll have to do it's a deep so dive. It's so good. Yeah, oh, that sounds great. great. That's it's like so amazing. one of the first things we bonded really over where I was like, okay, wait, I fuck with this person. Valium or, Village? Valium <laughs> Village. Okay. It's so, okay. it's, it's, there's like literally like hours of videos. It's just so good. Oh, thank God. Okay, great. And, and some people don't get it. Like, your ex did not get it. No. He didn't understand. But I think that's like, it's I don't know, that's how I kind of determine mm. who is like funny or not. Like if you says. get it. <laughs> Honestly, because it's just so specific and like ridiculous, but calm. It's just so great. Mm. I'll and have to show you after. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like West Hollywood is though. <laughs> like you guys say like trash and like, uh, do you want a real good laugh? <laughs> well, I am, um, it was literally just something to make me laugh and then you know, other people started to think it was funny. Like, Bronze, I'm so glad you like it. And Sean, you too. I mean, like, it, it's, it kind of started because back in, like, April, I got randomly obsessed with this Canadian soap opera from 1990 called 15. Okay. That I was Ryan it. Reynolds' like first gig. It's like him is literally 12 years old on this Canadian soap opera. And I one of my favorite TV shows of all time is My So-Called Life, which I'm obsessed with. And like I've just discovered it a few years ago and it kind of redid how I speak and dress and the music I listen to. And it's kind of like poor, poor, poor man's in front of a live audience, my so-called life in Canada. So it's like these these Canadian teens like being like you know, one of them has like a math test and they're like, what are we going to do about it? And they're like crying about it. <laughs> and like, there's like, the, they're just terrible characters. And the, sh- the, the gay shirt, the shirt that we all wear in- Literally so iconic. So there's this shirt that if you're gay and you're listening, you know, what you already you know. You don't, you don't know that you know it, but you do know the shirt. When I was on Tinder and Chappie and whatever, I was like swiping and every guy has a picture in the shirt. Like it's like, I've screenshotted it it's and I so literally iconic. posted a video on my on my Instagram and my YouTube about the, and I screenshotted cut everyone's heads out but like it's this shirt that's like it's like yellow and like navy blue or black striped mm-hmm. and there's like different variations of it you've seen it they have a version of Zara they have it at, at like Shein they have it at all these places oh, man. yes there's sure. there's so many versions well, of I it well when I saw you post about the shirt I was like already in tears because yes. I literally knew what you were talking yes. about because I was like every gay has this shirt yes. one night in WeHo we counted it seven times <laughs> I'm not surprised and I didn't four know of the it was seven a thing the Abbey. did you have the shirt Sean? I wore it out so many I think I wore it out with you a few <laughs> you times you have the shirt I have it in you my trunk of my fucking oh my car. God. It's What's like the so blue and red one. I didn't have the shirt and then I bought like three versions of it because in West Hollywood, we all, every character wears the shirt. And when I put it on, I was like, wait a second, like I look kind of good. Like, and a friend of mine was like, will you wear it to my birthday party? And I was like, yeah. And I kind of like go as a joke, like wearing the shirt. And as I'm walking down the street, I felt like I needed to like go up to everyone and be like, hey, I know I'm wearing this shirt, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not really wearing this shirt. Like, I wouldn't actually wear this shirt. Then, y'all, I go out, I get so many compliments on it. No, you don't. I do. I do. Oh, my God. Some people still don't know, all right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it actually is a great shirt, and it looks good. Anyway, so I was thinking, I got obsessed with 15, and I stole some lines of dialogue from it, and I was like, I was talking to my friend Justin Martindale, who's a comedian, and he actually lives in my apartment building, and and uh, we were joking about the shirt. And then I mentioned 15 to him. He's like, oh my God, he's a little older. And so he's like, that was my favorite show growing up. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I never heard of it. It's from literally 1990. So we were like, weren't even born. So I was like, oh my God, the show's like amazing. You know what I mean? And he was like, oh, I love that. He's like, um, he's like, we should do like a 15 spoof. And I was like, oh my God. I was like- <laughs> Music to my ears. And so like, he said that. And like a few weeks later, like one night I was like bored and I wrote like 12 episodes, like without even question. I just sat down and wrote it without even second guessing it at all. And then I hit up a bunch of my friends who I'm super huge fans of. I was like, would you do this dumb thing? And everyone was so on board. Yes. And I'm so glad you like it. So I you guys love it. We've I'm met like obsessed. half the cast now. We oh, met yeah? someone else at the Kim Petras Yeah, concert. we went to the Kim Petras and I was oh, like- Oh, the last time I wore the shirt was at a Kim Petras concert. Kim really? Petras watches it and she follows me on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Kim. I yeah. was like- Hey, Kim. <laughs> Hi, Kim. So I was like, we were at the Kim Petras concert and- we just ran into who? What was the who did we run into? We ran into. Um, Let's see. They were all he wearing. He, he was wearing a yellow shirt with black stripes and navy stripes vertically. <laughs> wow, it sounds like the shirt. 
Wait, so there's Oscar who's... Um, He's Jonathan. I think it's I think Oscar. It's, I think and it's then, Jonathan, yeah. Okay. He usually wears glasses. He does a lot of UCB comedy. Um, he, we'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. But it was so amazing. I felt like nervous. I'm not ever nervous to meet anybody. Oh like, I, could, I could walk up to Rihanna and be like, hi. Like, you know, I'm not nervous to meet anybody. Yeah. But I was like, OMG, like I was just watching you like literally maybe an hour ago. Oh my God, ago. I'm dying. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I just love it when people just make shit. Like, yeah. they don't care about... Mm-hmm. I get very <sighs> bored very easily, so, like, I just... Co- I constantly have to be doing something, and so I was like, I want to make myself laugh. This is funny. And, like, I wanted to do it literally on iPhone. Like, shitty editing is... is, is mm-hmm. and, like, it's perfect. Like, not even trying... Like, I, I edited I edit it so title, quickly. Just, like, keeping it No, and, like, it just tickled me in a way, and so I'm glad that people like it. <laughs> Cameo, you'll have to appear on season two. I'd, honestly, Is she an I actress? would. Please. I, would. I feel like, okay, so I did theater like growing up, so yeah, I, yeah, can, yeah. I can do like, you know, the whole thing, but I don't know, it's been a long time. Think about it. <laughs> like maybe I got a day. shirt for you. Sean? <laughs> I, I can lend you mine. Sean's already got already his. I have the shirt. <laughs> okay, so Sean, mm-hmm. so we try to do this every week. Sean, what is your high and low of the week? I love that you guys do this. <clears throat> I think my high of the week is getting off antibiotics. Yes. Because now I can just like drink with abandon instead of just being like, I might be killing myself. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What was your high of the week? Oh, my high of the week was I hung out with my friend Michael and we did like a photo shoot that lasted like eight to 10 hours. Eight to 10 hour photo shoot. He got here at four and left here at like two-ish. That's awesome. So I think that's like eight hours. I love that. But I felt good. What about you? What's your high? The high, um, well, you know what? You caught me on a like a really, really good week. Um, God is good this week. God is good always. Amen. Um, a lot of, I had a lot of dreams come true actually this week. Um, wow. I just, I closed two shows this week. I closed a musical last night that was, um, do you know the TV show, The OC? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's like the, there's this place in LA called the Rockwell Table and Stage where like musicals are performed and I got to be in the OC musical, the Christmas musical they were doing there um, based off this episode, this Christmas episode from season one called The Best Christmica Ever. So watching that show as a kid growing up made me want to be an actor. So the fact I got to act that out on stage and sing Aww. at the same time, it was like, it's the most, it's some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. And then I also... I wrote another show that closed this week, closed on Sunday, which is technically this past week. That was um, a theater piece that I wrote that was kind of like an LGBT love story between me and this guy. And then we get killed by a witch at the end. Wow, amazing. Um, It was called The Woods. Um, And to get to do that, to live my gay fantasy on stage with a cute boy and then get killed by a witch on stage was great. And then to play Seth Cohen in the OC. So it's been a very, very good week. Wow. Well, congratulations. Oh, thanks. Cheers. Cheers. One of my ongoing life jokes is that gays will cheers to literally anything. Like, like, oh, you got up today? Oh my God. I love that. There's a running joke with actors where if you say congratulations to them, no one will ask you like what for. They'll be like, oh, thank you. Like you just (laughs) go, any actor, you're like, congratulations. They're not going to question it. They will take the congratulations. That's actually so funny. (laughs) Try it. Try it with your actor friends next time and see what happens. Do we have any? Mm-mm. <laughs> you are my actor friend. Yeah, okay. You're our so actor like give, friend give us like a couple months so I forget about this conversation. Mm-hmm. The next time you see me immediately say congratulations. Oh okay. And I will say thank you. And then then like 10 seconds later, I'll laugh like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said thank you. And then we'll talk about this moment. <laughs> like we'll catch you. Yes. There was a boy at the show last night who came to see me. And I don't get nervous ever. But like, a it was boy. just like, he was like a boy. There was a boy who came last night. Like, like and there boy. was a moment at the beginning of the show last night where I got close. I'm like, oh, this must be when people get nervous. This is what this feeling is. <gasps> like, this is that thing. Oh my God, cute boys will do it to you. They will do it to you. Well, it's also like, if you don't like what I'm doing, if you don't like me doing this, yeah. then that's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? I totally, I totally agree. But it's a good way to like mm-hmm. introduce yourself to somebody in a, or like, kind of like show your true self like you yeah. gotta accept me at this because also like you must feel this way bronze with with, with your music or your art mm-hmm. that's like that you have complete creative control over that that is who you are it I mean, really that, is. that is you love you love your music you know like love you love your writing love you what you're working on yeah you know what i mean and so like even though i'm playing a character last night i was obsessed with the oc like i'm most comfortable on stage like performing is what i want to do so if you don't love me performing then yeah 
if you then don't you gotta them. go right it's yeah. true it's like a good test yeah. i think i realized that i was in college and some guy posted this status about how he found out his boyfriend was a drag <clears throat> excuse me a drag queen mm-hmm. and he was like i dumped him oh and i just remember i don't think i've been that mad in a really long time i, I just wow. got so mad like yeah, that fire that's awful but i think that all boils down to like yeah if you can't handle someone doing what they're most passionate about and like support them yes and not just support them but almost like be super into it like yeah. if i did a storytelling show and a guy was like I can't believe you said that on stage. I'd be like, that's it. Like, yeah. bye. Because you're not going to enjoy the rest of this. Yeah. Of our so, life. yeah. So did it go well? Did he like it? He did like it. You know, you just saying that made me think uh, the, I did have a breakup for that very reason where it was, you know, he was not in, in the entertainment industry at all. I was an artist of any kind. And that's ultimately why we broke up was because like he, mm-hmm. d- that was, we couldn't connect on like the most me part of myself and I couldn't connect with him on the most him part of himself. He's a law student. He didn't like me being on stage. He didn't like me performing because he would... I remember I booked a play once and it was like the Broadway schedule. So I would be on stage every night except for Monday and all on matinees and Saturdays and Sundays. And when I booked it, he started crying because he was like, no, now I'm never going to see you. I'm so upset. And I was like, do you know how hard it is to get work as an actor? Like, I sound so narcissistic right now because I'm like, it's, it wasn't no, just me in the relationship. But, like, you have to just suck it up and be like, this is the life. That but, like, that was doing. kind of a, because I was like, wow, like, I worked so hard to get this gig. And then, like, now I feel guilty about getting it, you know? Because, like, mm. and then with him, I couldn't be there for him for his, you know, I would try to help him study for law stuff. And I didn't know what I was talking about. And, like, <laughs> you know, we really had to, like, com- try to communicate where it's like, tell me what's good news. Tell me what's bad news. Tell me how I can help with this. You know, tell me how I can, and we just couldn't connect. Anyway, enough about exes. Last night went very well. Great. Um, li- so we will continue to see this boy, maybe. Well, he lives in El Salvador. Oh, oh my god! And gosh. he came in town from El Salvador, so um, he's a whole other. I actually wrote a song about it. I wrote this is a- Jaime. It's Jaime. This yeah. is Jaime. <laughs> it's Jaime. I knew it. This is Jaime. It is Jaime, and. Um, I met his does mom last night. He does love the song. <laughs> so I wrote a song. There's this boy who I met. Uh, we, we actually matched on Tinder two years ago when I was in Mexico City for two seconds. And I was in a layover. And I just like, Tinder opened up. And I was like sitting in the plane. And like swiped on a couple people. And there was this guy. And I'm like, he's way too hot to be real. Like, this guy's like not going to be interested. And we matched. I was like, what? So then he follows me on Instagram. We DM'd for like a year. And then this past April, he was like, I'm in L.A., and he was like, I'm at Tiger Heat. And I was like, oh my God. So like, which I love. Was it on Thursdays? I guess only on Thursdays. It's only on Thursdays. I go all, I go all the time. Okay. So let me know when you go next because I love Tiger Heat. Let's go. Like I love it. Let's go. None of my friends ever want to go. They're like, it's a bunch of young kids there. And I'm like, great. That music is lit. Yes. Do you understand that like Miley Cyrus recorded that song so it could be played on, and a music video so it could be played on a giant screen three minutes and 30 seconds all the way through for a bunch of 18 year old gay kids to dance to? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We don't need the remix. We don't need, show me the video all the way through like it was meant to be shown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like every night's like Ariana Grande night. Last night it was Ariana Grande night. <laughs> like I, I just want to dance and have a good time. I am the same way. I'm, oh, we have a dancer over here. Yeah. You love to dance. Oh yeah. That's all I like to do. Oh like, my God, we have to go. That's all I I don't like bar hopping. I don't like. Do you like to dance? I do. You'll make yeah. me come out and dance, and I. We I should enjoy go. It. We'll have we'll have a good time. We'll yeah. go on Thursday. Cheers to oh a good cheers. Week. Are we cheers? Are cheersing? Oh my god! Congratulations! Wow! Yeah, congrats on our week. <laughs> Best week ever. So ridiculous. Okay, so I'm gonna dive into five questions you've never been asked before, okay. or you might have, but okay. whatever. Um, but it's going to start with me. We both have five questions. Oh, okay. So what do you get complimented on the most? Um, <laughs> um, uh, my eyes. That, that's pretty much the I thing. would agree. I think your eyes are so beautiful. Oh, thank you. They're thank like you. piercing in the thank best Thank you so way. much. I will say that one of my biggest turnoffs with boys is... Uh, I'm attracted to men with brown eyes. It's very, very rare I'm attracted to men that aren't brown-eyed. Brown-eyed is the way to go for me. Mm-hmm. But when guys do like the blue and green contacts, that is a turnoff for me. Does that happen a lot? Oh. It does happen a lot. There was really? a guy I was kind of dating for a little bit. He's a, he's a YouTuber, Instagram makeup guy. And he wears fake contacts. And I told... I mentioned it. I DM'd him once when we were first talking. I was like, you know, I was like, you have such beautiful brown eyes. I was like, you don't need to do... The contact thing. And he has, he stopped wearing them, which I think is good. But like, um, I just think, I don't, I think brown eyes are so, so beautiful. I just like, 
I that's what gets me going. But so but but people do compliment, compliment your wise. eyes, and like I also feel like when that happens, I don't know what to say to that because I didn't. The, you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I mean, you say thank you, but like I didn't, you know, didn't do anything for yeah. it. But that's probably- you just blink like a million times. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that usually. But I would like to also. I would like to make my case for brown eyes or. <laughs> Um, what do you have taste aversion to? Taste aversion? Mm-hmm. Can you describe what, what more to me what that is? So if I smell cranberry vodka, oh. I probably will puke. Really? Oh. Or if I eat sweet potatoes, I'm definitely going to vomit. Really? Yeah. Um, I think what mine would be is for some reason when I was younger, I decided I don't like the texture of like corn. Like 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 corn like niblets specifically. Okay, yeah. So corn off the cob. Yeah. So for example, like if I'm like at Trader Joe's getting a salad. If there's corn in the salad, I'm like, oh fuck, I can't get it. I can't buy that salad mm-hmm. because like I cannot stomach it for some reason. I'm coming around to corn on the cob. Uh, at Taco Bell Friendsgiving, they had the most delicious corn on the cob I've ever had in my life. You did post about it. It had like spices on it. It did. It had like crushed like fire tortilla chips and mild sauce butter mixed together. And like cojita cheese. Maybe you just have bad corn. Maybe, but it's it's <laughs> maybe it's not taste aversion. It's like um, texture aversion? texture aversion. I'm a texture eater too. I get that. I have a hard time. Like one time, my friend of mine was like maybe dinner, and I was like maybe anything. Like I don't care. I'll eat anything. And then we had like on the side was like, um, is it like succotash? It's like yes, yes, it's like yes, corn yes. and like what is it? Is it like lima beans it's, or something? It's and, some weird mixture of not good. I don't like succotash actually. Yes, but it was it was specifically the like wet corn in it that made me. Like, I just <laughs> I think oh, I have braces and I don't. Do you know what I mean? It's not my favorite food to eat. I, it's the last thing I'll get in a movie theater. I'll get a hot dog way before. Yeah, I love a good hot dog. Me too. Movies. I won't go see a movie if I don't get popcorn. Really? It's like part of the experience. I think I can me. under. I think I can understand that. I I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming around. Mm-hmm. Like maybe 2020 is my year for corn. Maybe that's <laughs> the year. Okay, so my second question for you is: Is it easier to express your feelings to your parents or your friends? Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling like that would be the answer. Well, and that's for me too. My mom, a little bit, it's pretty good. With my dad, he's like, um, he's a businessman through and through. So like literally to appeal to my dad, I've had to make PowerPoint presentations. Like I was explaining before we were recording, or maybe we were, I was kind of explaining how like, um, maybe I wasn't explaining it. Uh, my parents are still wrapping their heads around me being an actor. Like I think, mm-hmm. they, I think they get it now, but especially with theater, um, when I first moved to LA, you know, I moved here to do film and television. Then I did a, I started doing theater immediately. And my dad was like confused because he was like, huh, I thought you moved to LA to be an actor, but instead you're on stage. I was like, no, I was like, I like, this is acting. I'm acting. And he was like, okay, but don't you want to do film and TV? And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I love performing, acting anywhere I can. I got this mm-hmm. opportunity to be on stage. He goes, okay, so let me hear what you're saying. So what you're saying is you like to act and acting gives you joy. And so you're acting on stage. So being on stage gives you joy. So it's something you like. And I'm like, yes. You're like, okay. Yeah. So you, you have to, my parents like aren't naturally artistic at all. So like you, like mm. talking to my dad about feelings doesn't, you have to like rationally explain it to him. Got it. And so that's why it'd be a little bit tough to, to communicate specifically my feelings. I think friends would be easier. I think friends for me too. Okay, my second question for you is, it's kind of a dirty one. Oh, okay. Um, do you remember who the first dude was that you like jerked off to? My first, I'll just go to stream of consciousness. The first things I thought were, okay, yes, there's three. Ricky Martin, Channing mm-hmm, Tatum, and mm-hmm. then there's this actor, his name is Robert Richard. He was on Cousin Skeeter. He's so crazy gorgeous. And he was in this Anne Rice vampire miniseries on Showtime oh called God, Feast yes. of All Saints. And my neighbor or something recorded it on VHS because we didn't have Showtime. And I remember sneaking the VHS tape out of her house, bringing it home, watching it when my parents went to sleep because there was a scene where he was in a bathtub and he was naked in it. <gasps> and it was like about like black vampires and like, it was so fucking hot. Oh my God. He was in House of Wax too. He was in House of Wax. He was Paris Hilton's boyfriend. Yeah. He's so hot. Yeah. I had pictures of him on my walls. And yes, Alley Cat Strike. He was in that. So if you find him in Cousin Skeeter, that's how I knew who he was. I had a crush on him. And then 
Yeah, I'm a total hip- picture. Ah! I'm a hypocrite, by the way, because that motherfucker has green eyes, and I gave you this <laughs> whole speech. I was just about to give you some shit for that. I was like, I just gave some. you a whole speech about it, but um, we'll put this picture in the show notes. Oh, I my would God. say <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yes. Let's Mine go. Mine was, um, was the guy from Hocus Pocus. Oh my God, yeah, cute. I was like such a young kid at the time, and wow. I was like, he's so cute. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it was probably like one of my friends. <gasps> Yeah, because I, like, when I was growing up, I did not watch porn because, you know, I grew up, like, very Christian. I'm still a Christian, but I grew up, I was like, no porn. Like, I'm not going to do it. And I just, like, I jerked off to, like, fantasies of, like, being with my friends. That's hot. Because I just thought, like, my friends were, like, or it would just be, like, guys in my class. I was, like, Also, in by the school. way, the guys we brought up were not porn people. I was talking about fucking Cousin Skeeter and Nickelodeon. This motherfucker was talking about yeah, Hocus right. Pocus, okay? <laughs> right. But it's, like, I mean, just in general, like, it wasn't celebrities. <laughs> it was, like, people I knew. Like, gotta, guys, gotta, gotta, that's what, like, got me off. I was, like, oh, like, I could, like, maybe one day be, like, getting dinner with him. Like, you know, like, that was, like, my fantasy. Yeah, getting dinner. I think we're getting to something here, and it's that you are able to be emotionally close to people, and I'm very emotionally distant, mm. and it might go back to this, that you would, like, have positive yeah. thoughts about going to dinner with people, and I'd be like, if I like my peers, then it's real, mm-hmm. and I have to acknowledge that I'm gay. So we're just I was so, like, I, that's why I, I knew I was gay forever, and I just never had a problem with it. Because I feel like the hardest person to come out to is yourself for like many gay people, but I like had no. I issues remember with having it. a dirty sex dream in second grade with a boy, and then my first boyfriend was in third grade. Oh my god! You amazing. Had a boyfriend in third grade. I did. <laughs> like we held hands. Yeah, more than that. Yeah. <laughs> so you never really like had to come out. Like everyone. Just oh, I mean that knew. was such a misleading thing to say. I mean, like oh. it was a secret boyfriend that I had. I mean, I, <laughs> but like we, I could tell you that whole story. But I don't know if we genuinely. I don't know if we'd have time for. I should like write a book about it. But like what happened in third grade with this one guy was like so crazy. And I mean, it's a lo- the coming out story is a long story. But my brother's gay as well, and he came out first, and it was a disaster. And so me as a kid watching, I was like, okay. This is how my parents reacted to that. I cannot, and there's also this dramatic moment where mom, my mom made me promise that I wasn't gay. And so I said, no. And like, mm-hmm. there's this whole thing. So it was years later that I actually ended up coming out. And you, I mean, like I grew up in North Carolina for the most part. So right. you, you shove, I mean, like it's like, I, there's like the duality going on where it's like you live kind of two lives because that's what you have to do to protect yourself. Literally. I mean, I was violently bullied growing up. People went to like, it was like very serious. So it's like to protect myself, you had to create two different lives. Yeah. You know? When you came out where you like tricked, yeah. Was um, well, <laughs> kind of. I mean, when I came out to my parents, it was at the Grove here in LA, and it was, it was what a place. We were at this French restaurant called Morel's, and which is closed now, and it was raining, and we're the only ones in this French restaurant. My parents, and then the table to the right of us was Piers Morgan, the table to the left of us was John Voigt. So we have, we're surrounded oh by these like Republican, whatever, and we were just sitting there. My mom literally said, "She goes." Uh, she goes, don't you ever get lonely? And I was oh like, what God. do you mean? And she was like, don't you ever want to be in a relationship? And I don't know why I said this. this was, it literally is a reflex. I just said this to like shut down the conversation. I said, I think I'm just trying to figure out the relationship with myself first, which I guess was true, but I just said it. And she goes, well, what does that mean? Are you questioning your orientation? My parents could only say the word orientation for years and years and years. Now they say gay and it's fine and all that. But like at first, all they could say was orientation. And I didn't respond. My mom just starts crying and left the table. And so then I go follow her. And then I kind of had to like just oh come out from there. Yeah. At the Grove on a rain. It was my parents' wedding anniversary, March 6th. Yeah. <laughs> and it was raining. And yeah. Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Aww. I want to hear the rest of this story. I know, me at too. Some okay. Yeah, I love hearing how people came out. Me too. Coming out stories are so crazy. Because some of them in are the super chill. In the saddest ways. Do you guys yeah. find that, well, when you're at the beginning of a relationship maybe or when you're dating, I feel like usually in the first or second date that usually comes up where it's like, how'd you come out? How was it with your parents? It's typically the first thing that comes up in general when yeah. I talk to other gay people. Yeah. It's like a way to bond, I feel. Yes. I feel like it kind of came up, your coming out story came up naturally I in the first couple of Did you already minutes. talk about your, I mean, you, I mean, sure, Bronze, I know you know his story. I don't know your story at all. I um, went back in the closet after I moved to Florida. Yes. And I dated girls and which is kind of hilarious. I was like doing musical theater, doing everything else that like people would think is stereotypical, yeah. typically gay. I don't know why I didn't just tell people. Um, but then I went to college and I really liked this boy. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like I need Aww. to like come out. So I went home and I told my parents I was bi and they were like, we know. Bi no gay. And um, 
then I just kind of became really professionally gay. I just was writing about it all the time on the internet. So none of the rest of my family needed to, I didn't need to like have that conversation with my grandma. I didn't need to have the conversation with anyone else. It was just like, I started publishing really explicit essays about me being gay. And so it was like- Read it and weep, y'all. Yeah, I was like, get on board with it or not. Um, And my parents were so crazy supportive. Like I was writing- Really? That's so great. So supportive. Like I would write like essays about me, like doing ecstasy or like doing this crazy shit and like having gay sex. And then my mom would be like, that was really powerful, but you missed a comma in like (laughs) paragraph three. Like that's that's the kind of parents that I like had. Um, But I grew up with a dad who would constantly call our neighbor like a faggot. And he was like, a gay guy and he would just fuck with my dad's lawn like pour pesticide over like the fence and stuff and my lawn like my dad's lawn is like his thing and so um, (gasps) drama I always was really afraid to tell him Mm. I think more than anyone but he cried when I told him because he was sad that it took me so long to tell him Oh god. oh god, being a parent so. is just so hard. I never want kids. <laughs> like it's just so hard. <laughs> Cause you love your kids so much. You don't want them to be through any pain. Yes. I couldn't be a parent because I would just be worried all the time, constantly. Yeah. Like Yeah, I understand. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so Matthew, of mm. all the Disney princesses mm. that exist, which one gets the chop? Oof. Okay, I'll just go. So my favorites are Pocahontas, Cinderella, and Mulan, but I don't know if Mulan counts as a princess or Pocahontas, really, I guess. Or <laughs> I count them. Yeah. I mean, like, if we're technically princess, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Those are my top three favorite, like, female heroines. You know, what came to mind to get rid of was Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I feel that. Or maybe um, I rewatched Sleeping Beauty a few years ago, and there's some really cute, like, color changing stuff that happens in that movie with fairies, but y'all, that movie's kind of boring. So I would. I'm tempted to get rid of Aurora as well. But Aurora has such a good role in like Maleficent and Maleficent 2. Like she But like- I pretend those movies don't exist. <laughs> um, I'm talking about like <laughs> the, animated like Disney the, princess. The OGs. Um, I think I would say Belle, but I don't have a strong case as to why. She just is, I just don't identify with her. She doesn't do anything for me specifically. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yes. You know? That's fine. Mm-hmm. My Ariel's getting the chop for me. Really? Yeah, she can sing and she's cute and all, but she's like the dumbest princess. And she like is not teaching you good morals. She's like, you know what? Just change yourself and get the guy. I will, I will say there's no Disney princess. I'm like, Ugh. you know, like there's like not one that I like dislike, I guess. I, I, I really dislike Elsa. <gasps> I love a strong opinion. We love to see it. I really dislike Elsa. <laughs> Disney is never going to sponsor us. Oh, well. um, what to you, like what makes something funny to you? <laughs> Um, do you know who Cola Scola is? Mm-mm. I like, I think being surprised, I, it's weird because I don't really care for comedy a whole lot. Like I don't really watch me either funny movies or TV. I'd much rather cry or scream. Um, but there's something about him. And then do you guys know Benito Skinner, Benny drama seven? Mm-hmm. Um, he and I haven't met, but we, I, we've been friends on social media for years and I think Benny, I think him and Cola Scola, Cola Scola was on a show called Difficult People. And then he's also with, he works with Amy Sedaris a whole lot. And I saw his one man show um, a few months ago when he was here in LA. He, it's kind of hard to describe. You just have to like look up his, he just takes things in a direction you would not expect. And then also um, there's a friend of mine who's on SNL this season. Her name's Chloe Feynman. She's so hilarious. And her Instagram is Chloe's crazy. She does impressions that really just like tickle me like late at night when I like need a good laugh. The three of them, it's something about them being like, there's something unexpected about all of that. I don't typically like stuff that's obvious. Like I did a musical Mm -hmm. version of um, Anchorman earlier this year. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen it before. And all my friends were like, oh my God, it's the funniest movie you've ever seen. And I watched it and it wasn't funny to me at all. And I'm like, maybe because it's a straight people thing. Like Mm -hmm. I think Anchorman might be for straight people. And like, I loved doing the show. The show was great. People were laughing really hard, but I, it just was, it's not fun. I don't understand it. It's not, I don't find it funny at all. Um, And that's, you know, I think maybe there has to be a level of queerness to it in a way. Um, Unexpected and queer. And then, yeah, and then also, um, 
It's Julio Torres, who he's a comedian and uh, he does one one man shows. And he was. Um, Is it Los Spookies? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you are like my TV yes. girl. Yes, Julio like Torres, to... Los Spookies. He's so funny too. Yeah, he yeah. was in Broad City. Oh, was he? Yeah, I think okay. he was. What Alana's character was roommate? he? I love Broad City. I thought I would just name drop a bunch of comedians instead of telling you what I think is. No, I think that's great because I am the same way. I don't actually don't watch any funny movie. I barely watch any movies to begin with, but I don't watch any comedy. I don't think people are funny in general. (laughs) Like I literally like. I think women are funnier than men. Agreed. I agree. Um, I just don't laugh. (laughs) It takes a lot for me to to laugh. Yes. Like it really. I think it has to be like you're not trying to make me laugh is what I think is funny, which is why I love the golden age of reality TV, like 2008 to 2011, because they're just like being dumb. And I think that's like so funny. Do you guys funny. stand a shot at love with Tila Tequila? Yes. Literally that's like defined my life. I feel like that is like- Was why that the was greatest able- season of a television show ever? Ever. I think that's honestly why I felt comfortable to tell everybody I was gay and why all my friends felt comfortable God, with it is because we were TV. all watching it. So they're like, oh, you're oh, really yeah. gay? Oh, like you shot a lot of Tila Tequila. I was like, yeah, yes. that, I mean. <laughs> Those that was those were the golden days, weren't they? They're so good. It's like you could do anything on TV, and it was just like it's cool. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I think I am next. Is there an opportunity in your life you feel like you missed out on? Hmm. Um, that's kind of a tough question to answer. Um, because of what the nature of what I do, it's. I, I don't have like a life plan necessarily. And I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing like the day before a lot of times where it's like, cause with the auditions you find out like the night before or sometimes the day of. So I kind of like have to be available at all points to mm-hmm. take any opportunities. For example, I, um, yesterday I got asked to audition for something on January. Today, today is, I know I'm dating us. Today is December 20th and I got, the audition is January 2nd and I would start work on January 6th. And then that would change the next, the first two months of 2020. But Got I won't it. know about that until after the audition, the second. I'll find out like the third or the fourth and the rest of my life will be on hold until I, f- I can't live like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But like it could or it might not. So when I think of opportunities that I missed out on, I think I'm automatically of jobs that I didn't get but now I look back and when I'm saying God is good always is because like, I look back and I'm like, wow, if I had gotten that job, I wouldn't have been available to do this thing that I ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And at the time I thought I knew, but it turns out I didn't know, you know, what was in store. So I'm kind of, you ask that question, I have to like unthink in kind of a way because it's like you train yourself to think about not mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I will say, um, there earlier this year when my mom was dealing with some health stuff, I was spending a lot of time in Palm Springs like for like two weeks, I was like, I took time off of everything, let my agent manager people know. And I was like, I'm going to be gone. And I was like at the hospital with my mom going back and forth. And there's, um, there's a theater in, in Palm Springs that I was, I auditioned for a play there that would have, I was like, okay, if I book that, then I'll be able to work in Palm Springs for, for two months and I'll just take a break from LA. I bet to be with my mom during the day and take care of her and then just be on stage at night mm-hmm. and make money doing that. I, I did not end up getting that job, but I had this idea. I was like, what if I had never moved to LA and I lived in a normal place? Like if we're saying Palm Springs is a normal place, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I would like have a place and I would have probably have a boyfriend. I, I might even be married by now. Mm-hmm. Would have like a normal job and what would that look like? Because my life is so all over the place that I let myself go there for a second. And I thought, I was like, is that what I should have done? Is that what I should be mm-hmm. doing? Should I be living at some place, still acting like in a theater at night, but then I have my, like my regular boyfriend or fiance or whatever it is because- the nature of LA, it's very hard to date because of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're dating a boy who lives in El Salvador and you're making plans with him <laughs> and then like, you don't know, you might be working a job that would change that in like starting three weeks from now. But I thought about that this week because my mom, you know, she's dealing with health stuff again. And so I kind of thought back to that. And I'm like, do I take time off of being an actor and live in my parents' guest house and, you know, try to have a life there kind of thing. But then because of this 
blessed week that I've had of, of getting to do a lot of great things on stage and things like that, I was like, no, 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 this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. This, this is what I have to explain to my dad in PowerPoint presentations that brings me joy. This is who I am. This is truly who I am. This is what I need to be doing because I love, love, love this. That was a very long not answer to your no, question. No, I think that's like exactly, because I feel like I feel the exact same way about things. Yeah. I don't think you really miss opportunities. I think you just kind of go through life. Because I feel like a lot of people think of life as like climbing up if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you're really just going forward and it's collecting mm-hmm. things like along the way. And sometimes you don't collect something because it just wasn't right for that time and you just keep going. You're always going to go forward I no like matter that. what. That's good. But yeah, like sometimes I think I like miss the opportunity of like every time I pay rent here, I'm like, oh my God, I could have like been in Orlando with like three bedroom, a three <laughs> bedroom house and like yeah. I could be like really rich and like in Orlando because LA is just so expensive. But then I'm like, no. The only thing I really think I missed out on was moving out during college because I stayed at home the whole time. Oh, okay. So I wish I, because I, my school was literally like 15 minutes down the street from where I lived. Uh, okay. Like with my mom. So I wish I had gotten to move out because I think I would have ex- found myself, even though I like knew myself really well, I think I would have been able to explore a lot more mm. by not being at home. Mm. But whatever, I just did my thing. What about you, Sean? I think if I, I like wonder what my life would look like if I'd stayed in New York Yeah, and tried to be like a very serious writer. <laughs> I don't talk about my first job out of college much just because they're like scary and legal, but I like left a big publication okay. um, after I like broke a story that I felt broke up a marriage and I felt really shitty about it. Um, and so I left New York and I was just like, I'm not gonna do it anymore. And I think a lot about how my life would be different if I just like stayed and tried to make that my career. Um, but I love what I'm doing now. So it's like not something yeah, that haunts um, me, yeah. but right. yeah. That's good. Interesting. It doesn't haunt us. Our past does not haunt us. No. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever puked in public? <laughs> Um, and if so, can you tell me about it? I must have, right? <laughs> like every gay has puked in public once, I'm sure. Um, oh, I what do you I... consider public? Not in your private home. Okay. I mean, at a at a party for sure. At parties for sure. In public. Like when I hear public, I think of like on the fucking street, like, like <laughs> which I've done as well. Oh my god, I have to hear about that. Oh, I don't think I have. I will say, there was one time I was at a party. Oh my god, there was one time I was at a party where it's a thing where you're like having a house party, you're having a good time, and it hits you out of nowhere. You're like, mm-hmm. you're like, cool. I'm gonna throw up literally right now. And so I like was I remember I was like dancing on the dance floor in this house party. I walked down the hallway and just immediately like spray vom like all over the walls and like the floor and on my shoes. And at, right as I'm done throwing up, a girl comes out of the bathroom and sees it. And I go, oh my God, some girl just threw up all over the floor and all over the walls. And she goes, what? I was like, I know, it got all over my shoes. Where is she? So we start looking around the party for this girl that does not exist. I just locked eyes so hard with Justin. I was like, that's, I would do that shit. So I was like, fine, I guess I have to clean it up. This is disgusting, whoever did this. And like, I made a big fucking scene about it. And we're like, where's the girl? I, I don't know if people believe me or not, but like, that's just, I don't know what that immediately came out of my mouth because I was too embarrassed to admit or whatever it was. No one saw you were, it. Like, fine enough where you could like have this conversation. Yes. But like, it's it was- also one of those ones where the second I ever threw up, I felt great. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just, I don't know what it was. There's was like vomit like- on the corner of your mouth. Yeah, You're like, like who so did gorgeous. that? <laughs> I've never thrown up like that, but I've thrown up in a porta potty at Parliament oh. House in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't. I when I throw up, I like want it to be fairly private, not because I'm embarrassed, but just because like I feel like why would I want it to have a kiki around me throwing up? Yes. So I just like ran to the porta potty and just like threw up, and then like, came out, and I was like, let's drink. Like, yeah. I was like ready to keep. I going. have multiple friends who it's their worst fear in the world of of throwing up. I kind of like it. Like, because once you're done, you, you just feel fine. Oh, so I like you've it. done it in public a lot. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I like a pretty sensitive stomach. Like, I, I know if I, like, do a shot and it's too much, I'll just be like, I'll be back in five minutes. Oh. Okay, so my last question for you mm. is, if you were given the resources to make a porn studio and choose any six celebrities to star in the first three debut films, 
but what that looked like. Six celebrities, what? three films, porn, and great resources. <sighs> Can be anything you want. Okay, I'm just going to follow my stream of consciousness here. The first person that came to mind is my friend Josh, who has an OnlyFans, and he's a bartender in at FUBAR, and I have seen him naked so many times, and I don't think he's done porn before, but he could and he should, and I would just <laughs> think it'd be great. Like, and he has a boyfriend now, so he and his boyfriend would be great. Um, That's two people right there. It is, and then I was trying to think of like famous actors that I just want to see naked having a conversation about acting is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was literally thinking like um, Helen Mirren mm. and um, I don't know, like, like Helen Mirren and like, this is sounds so weird, but like I was think I'm thinking like I don't know why my brain is going here. I'm thinking Kathy Bates, Judy Dench, oh. Meryl Streep having a naked conversation in a hot tub about acting. That's actually like what I was hoping in my gut you would say is just like people like not having sex but just being naked and yes. doing something so different. Yes, I would <laughs> want to say like like I have because Helen Mirren is so beautiful and she's such a gorgeous naked body. Like there's like nudes of her online from like tasteful photo shoots and things like that. I'd love to see her just like tits flopping about, floating above a jacuzzi and her, you know, kissing a beautiful woman um, who is topless as well. I'm trying to think of who that woman would be. Um, <laughs> yes, Helen Mirren for sure. Oh, let's do like, oh, you know, it'd be great. Holland Taylor and Sarah Paulson because the mm. two of them are in a relationship and I would just love, I, I would love to see them topless kissing in a hot tub talking about acting. Let's do that. That's um, amazing. Let's say the two of them, um, Helen Mirren solo, um, Josh and his boyfriend, and that leaves me one more. Um, let me tr- let me try to think of something gay and fun, and like an actual boy who's um, uh, oh fucking Maluma, Maluma doing. I love it. Maluma. Like wow. I have Oof. this I have this fantasy of Maluma where he's drunk and we're making out and we're like giggling and making out and um, he's too drunk to get like a full boner. He gets like half of one <laughs> and. Uh, I could get very X-rated, and it goes further than that. But um, uh, I just have this like—I love that he's giggling with you. Like, yes. that's my favorite part. He's he's drunk. He and, funny. He's drunk and giggling, and we kind of have a very like sloppy, quick hookup that's hot and a secret. And so I'd love to, Maluma to do anything. Yeah, he just gets to choose what he wants to do in his porn. Yes. So any like a. Like I'd, I'd order like a cameo from from Maluma. For, <laughs> it's like him drunk and giggling and doing a strip tease for me in a webcam. And <laughs> wait, do you got? I want you here. Give me two for both of you guys. Two, okay. I think I would like to see Rita Ora and Rihanna in a porn together because I think I would make. I think I'd be a billionaire. I think so Ooh, many people yeah. would like see it. Yeah. Like I would, I would love to see it to be honest. Rihanna for sure. And they like when they first started their like when Rita or first came onto the scene, like people were giving her crazy Rihanna comparisons and being like, "This is the new." I'm Rihanna. still not completely sure who Rita Ora is. It's this a running is, joke with my friends. This is the running joke of Rita Ora. Who's like, Bibi no. Rexa? Who's Rita Ora? <laughs> Who's Bibi Rexa? Was a running joke in like fucking college for me. Yes. But no, I think they would be like they look so like similar but not alike if that makes sense like they like are in the same realm of like hotness to me and it would just be like mm, so beautiful yeah I think Camilla and Sean because I'd be mm-hmm. like prove it see Ooh. I don't like this whole thing this Ooh. this upsets me because the energy that we give Sean Mendez feels very like the energy that I got in North Carolina bullying growing up really yes it feels very like because I like I mentioned, I was so violently bullied mm-hmm. that like, and a lot of, and it would be from girls a lot of the time as well. And it kind of came from this place where it's like, we all know you're gay. You're so stupid. You can't figure it out on your own. You dumb faggot. Like I would get mm-hmm. that stuff all the time. Right. Cause I was obsessed with Hillary Duff growing up and I had like a blog about Hillary Duff. Yes. We love so Hillary like Duff. people would anonymously comment, but like you want to be Hillary Duff. You're gay. You're like, you don't, you're not attracted to her. You're blah, blah, blah. So whatever Sean's deal is sometimes, sorry to get all up in your face. No, no. But with Sean Mendez, I feel like the energy we give him sometimes or, mm. or, or gay Twitter gives him feels like bullying for being feminine. Right. And that I do not, I don't support that stuff. I think Sean's really, really talented. And we, he's, he's a lot younger than we remember that he is. How old mm-hmm. is he? I think he's, 
if, if that. Camilla's young too. If that. I think, I think it's more about her than it is, him. For me, it's way more about Camilla. I would also like to see that, by the way. I yeah, would like to. I would like to just see him naked, but. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I think I agree. Because when all this first started happening, I was like, well, like, guys should be able to be like soft and delicate and yeah, they don't mm-hmm. have to be like, you know, we don't okay. Know. But my issue is it is such a randomly. It's like, you know, when you like see like a couple and it's like PDA and you're like, I'm happy for you, but why do I have to see it in this way? It's how I feel. It feels like overcompensation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I yeah. think that is always going to perk ears. Like, why are you going so crazy like this? Yeah. Did Sean meditate somebody before, Camila? Not that I know. I don't think so. I think. I feel bad for him after the Rolling Stone interview where I you like, like really interview. got like this that. like sense that it really, really does upset him. These mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess I'm not familiar with that. Um, well, it was, it was just him saying that he has panic attacks when he like thinks people like call him gay and like, he'll like say something in an interview and then like worry about it for days on end. And I think for me, what bothers me about that situation is that it seems like, I don't know, a sexuality for real, yeah. but it just seems like two people's handlers controlling them and like her <clears throat> overpowering him. She is a very powerful energy and because they're such big celebrities. It just feels like doing something like that could be so like catastrophic in a way, like to put it on display, but also I don't really know any other deals. For a long time, I thought Camila was a lesbian, so. (laughs) I just can't believe, I mean, I can believe it, but it just seems crazy that in 2019 there would still be like staged relationships if it is. I agree. Because it's like, what the, who the fuck is this for? Aren't we past that? I mean, I guess you never really know what's going on, but. I guess that is the moral of the whole story, Mm -hmm. is you just never really know what's going on in general. Yeah, I mean, my first boyfriend, you know, he's, um, I think there's an exception to every rule, you know what I mean? Because he's this guy who, we were together and in North Carolina, like kind of in secret. And I was, you know, according to him, is the first boyfriend he had or like the first, and he was also, we were both each other's first boyfriends. And then after we broke up, he dated a woman and now they're married and now they literally have two children. And I get a lot of time people being like, reference to me and kind of roll their eyes about it and assume that the marriage is a sham or that that's not what? real or like, you know, like people love to like, you know, imply that like, well, you know, he's getting some dick on the side or whatever it is kind of thing. And I think with him, definitely, I really, it would be completely out of his character and I don't think it would be him at all to, I truly believe he loves his wife and they're together and they will be, mm-hmm. you know, and he loves his kids. And it's and very possible he could be gay at one moment in his life and like not in the other. Yeah. To be like, you're allowed to have a fluid sexuality. <laughs> right. Like I've been with women and I wasn't like that sucked and was terrible. Yeah, like, that's I true. fucking hated that. Like, no, it was nice. And there were different qualities about that that yeah. I enjoyed versus I think a one dude. point that I might be trying to say though is that if that is something that he was dealing with or anyone's dealing with, it feels really bad. Maybe we all know how that feels really bad for someone to tell you what you're feeling or what you're thinking and bully you about it when you haven't figured it out for yourself or you're not ready for it yourself. And it it makes you go back deeper into whatever that is instead of getting more comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. it more sends the message to you that it's a bad thing, it's a shameful thing than it is encouraging for you to figure it out. And I think that can be dangerous. I agree. I think you're right. And yeah. I think no fake relationships either, but we'll never yeah. really know. Yeah, who knows? That's, I think that is like the overall message is you just never really know. No. So it's like hard to like tell people anything when you don't really know the full story. Yeah. Celebrity Instagram, Instagram's tough to figure out too because it's like, it's work. You know what I mean? So it's like, but then every now and then you let real stuff slip in and, but what is real? You know what I mean? Cause it's a carefully curated version of yourself and what you want people to think social media specifically. So it's tough to know what the truth really is. I agree. Mm-hmm. Wait, was that my last question? Yeah, I think so. Do you have one more? What sort of like situation gives you a lot of social anxiety? Straight. Places, straight okay. clubs. Oh my god, me too. Um, 
I have a group of, I'm on a text thread, which is like 13 straight friends of mine. I love them, but they always want to go out to like bars in the valley and they want to, and they want to like, they're like, who wants to go to this bar on like a Saturday or a Friday night? And they're straight places. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> they don't, I, and I, sometimes I go, but what they don't know is every time I walk into a place that's straight, I just automatically assume everyone wants to kill me. And so I, ha- I immediately walk in and I have to clock everyone everywhere to make sure I'm safe there, figure out a way to get out, figure out, you know, whatever. Then once I wrap my head around that to like have my guard up, and plan a way to get, growing in North Carolina, this is just how I had to, I was like followed home from school. Like, you know, there are incidents that happened where I was just not safe walking around in certain places. So here to this day, when it's like straight clubs or something like that, it's like, um, first I have to get through that. And then it's like the idea of going up to a bar, to the bar and ordering a drink is stressful for me because I feel invisible in that mm-hmm. situation. Because if you're not like an aggro straight guy or a really pretty girl, it's like, you know, it's really crazy. It happened the other night. It's happened like, uh, this happened on Sunday night. Like a group of friends are all straight. We're like, after the show closed, like we're going to go to this place and get to this Christmas bar and get all these Christmas drinks. And I didn't want to go, but I wanted to see them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And the last time I was there, like, uh, I had to like wait in a line to get in this bar and they wouldn't, I had to wait a long time until my friend had to come out and bring me in that kind of thing. Because like, I was a guy that was there by himself, by himself. Right. And if you don't have a girl, you're not I was get dressed in. like ostentatiously or whatever. And, you know, I think my nail, nails were painted and stuff like that. So I, I always assume like, cool, this bouncer's not going to let me in or he's going to try to kill me. Like that's just how I think. So I went back to that bar and went to go order a drink. You know, maybe I'm projecting, but like I was like invisible at the bar, couldn't really get a drink order. And then when I finally fought my way up there, ordered it, they were out of what I was asking for. And how, I mean, you, as a gay, as a queer person, you watch how you you watch the joke of society and you watch how people treat everybody. Mm-hmm. The way he was treating me was very different from the way that he was treating the other guy sitting left me and very different to the woman he was treating to the right of me. So after wasting 20 minutes of, and I decided not to get a drink because they didn't have what I wanted. And then I was kind of ignored and I went to go sit back down. Everyone's like, did you get your drink? Don't you love your drink? I was like, no, they're out of it. And they're like, what happened? I was like, it's not even worth trying to explain because like they don't, I just don't understand like all the steps mm-hmm. you have to go through. It's different. A tiger heat, girl. Like, if I'm right. if I'm going out there, like, I'm buying you around. I can figure that shit out super easy. I feel so comfortable there. You know what I mean? Like any like any any place that's stereotypically gay, I can breathe. But if there's a straight place, there's an extra layer of work I have to do to to gear myself up to go out and do that. And you can't explain that to people. I guess you could explain that people, but I felt like when I've tried to explain it to like straight friends who are doing that, they kind of look at me like I'm nuts and like, what who cares? It's just a bar. I'm like, you know, it's a different, there's a different, you know, I grew up in a different way. Like there's a whole other mental whatever. So like social anxiety, when you, the first thing I thought of was straight places. Yeah. Straight, yeah. straight bars specifically. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. What about you, Sean? I think I would agree with that. Or... Any situation where I only know like one other person that I'm mm. going with mm. because I don't want to be clingy or be like around them the whole time. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I know I'm going to have to be on and like have to be social. Well, just know and if we ever go somewhere just us, you can always clean yeah. on me. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. go together. Yeah, let's go to Tiger Heat. Yes. Let's make this happen. Yeah. What, what about you? Um, similar, but... Just bar crawling in general. Mm. Like, not necessarily straight bars, but that is, like, the worst case scenario. But just, like, oh, we're just going to go out and go to bars. And just, like, walk around is, like, a nightmare for me. Yeah. Because I love dancing. Like, I love going out to the... Like, my ideal night is we're going to go here and dance all night. Like 100. I could, I could be there till. 3, 4, 5 in the morning, and if the music's good, I could do it. My king. But it's like, oh, like, let's go to this bar, and then we'll just walk to this bar, and then we're just going to keep getting drinks at the bar, and, like, maybe then it, that gives me anxiety, because I'd rather just go home and just, like, watch music videos or something. Yes, yeah. And it gives me anxiety, not because I think what I'm doing is wrong, but because I feel like all my friends think I'm whack for, like, not wanting to, like, go out. I'm not, like, a team player. I'm not spontaneous. Like, I those things give me anxiety. It's, like, the qualities that define me. But I'm, like, no, like, I just like to, like, have fun in a comp- a different way. I just don't think this is fun, like getting drinks at a bar and walking around. I understand. But yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. Well, those are all of our questions wow. for you. Wow. 
Good questions, you guys. Wow, I'm glad you think so. Yeah, (laughs) what a total blast. This is cool. Like, I feel like this is such a great way to get to know you. Yeah. I feel like if I had just met you at Tiger Heat, I wouldn't have been able to, like, gotten to know you in this way. Yeah. This is good. We need a a podcast to get to know each other really well. (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys are dope. Thanks for having me. Well, Matthew, where can we find you on social media? Insta. um, (laughs) Instagram. uh, Yes. Uh, It's at Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And then my Twitter is iRobotUJane. It's a Buffy Mm. episode. Oh my Um, God, I did not know that. Yes. Um, I do love me some Twitter, but Instagram is where I live. So catch him on Instagram. Catch him on Instagram. You can find us at Casual Talk Co. So it's at Casual Talk Co. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, great. <laughs> you just made it like a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like still getting used to the new name. But Casual Talk Co. Well, thank you for being on here. Thank you for having me. Congrats, you guys. We love you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. My pleasure. All right. Bye. Bye.